The Talking Book is an independent audiobook recording studio located in Asheville, North Carolina. If you want to make an audiobook with us, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers, this podcast. Come to Asheville, hang out. We record books in a booth. Here's the show. Hey, friends and family of The Talking Book, my name is Chris Hartram, and I'm here with another episode of your favorite reading series slash podcast called The Talking Book. Today I have a reading from the mega cool Mark Leidner. This is Mark's second appearance on the show. Last time was in 2018. Mark wrote the short story collection Under the Sea, which came out from Tyrant Books, which we also recorded in 2018. Mark is also the author of two feature films, the sci-fi noir Empathy, Inc., 2019. If you haven't seen that, please see that. Also, the relationship comedy Jammed from 2014. Mark also actually helped me with some graduate school things when I was working on my master's a year ago. Before I decided, you know, that really wasn't for me anymore. You know, the ship had sailed a bit. Maybe it, uh, it hasn't sailed for some of you, but with the, the two kids and the, the studio and life, you know, life gets in the way. But even though it wasn't for me, Mark was very helpful. Mark is a great person. And I really like his writing. Now he's got a new book out called Returning the Swords of the Stone, which is a collection of poems from Phonograph Editions. It's the follow-up to his beloved debut collection, Beauty Was the Case That They Gave Me. Mark Leidner's Returning the Sword to the Stone is simultaneously profound and irreverent in the same way that the world is flat as we walk and round as we live. I like these poems a lot, and I think you will too. Here's Mark Leidner reading from Returning the Sword to the Stone. Prism jugglers, handcuffed skeletons washed ashore. We walked in sandals of cantaloupe rinds. We wore newspaper fedoras. We anointed stars the source of our laws. We drank cocktails across the sea through really long straws. We hid live doves in hollowed out Bibles. We shot cannonballs point blank into gongs. We juggled prisms, as you know. We were roosters paid not to crow. We binge-watched sitcoms set in sweatshops. We finger-painted our own Rorschach ink blots. We blinded each other by bouncing the sun off our meat cleavers. We played pianos whose keys were upturned human fingers. We shook human hair pom-poms at the fuckless moon. With poems in Sharpie on water balloon, we bombed the doomed. Our stovepipe hats prevented dementia. Our bowling shoes prevented mildew. Our clown shoes prevented hubris. Our crowns of thorns prevented deja vu. I'm running for president. I believe every dog turd is a sundial when the sun is out. And when the moon is out, every buffoon is a poet. And wisdom is anything an idiot will pay to find out no matter what heavenly body is visible. And I'm running for president. I sew close the neck holes of my sweatshirts, then sew belt loops along their bottom hems and slide my legs through the sleeves because I wear sweatshirts like pants. And I cut the crotches out of all my sweatpants for my head to go through 
because I wear sweatpants like shirts with my arms through the legs and I'm running for president. Whenever I successfully pass through a doorway, I turn around and point a wry, weary grin at the door and fist bump the doorknob, like the door and I are dramatic foils who finally learn to work together at the end of a buddy cop epic. And I'm running for president. I believe that Christ rhymes with fist. I believe babies should get braces on their baby teeth. I believe the B in subtle should never be silent. And I'm running for president. I take power naps on diaper changing stations in the bathrooms of casual restaurants. I put peanut butter on both sides of one slice and jelly on both sides of the other and then eat the sandwich with gloves. Out of old calendar pages, I fold paper airplanes I then fly through the rain, less to say anything profound about time than because calendars tend to pile up and the paper they're made of is usually substantial enough to cut through the wind and to repel falling water. And I'm running for president. I'm always marching under arching trellises of roses not yet in bloom, producing epiphanies. I'm always wearing sunglasses in crowded cafes to hide my eyes because I'm crying from all the epiphanies. And when I go to the bathroom and bend down to flush, my sunglasses inevitably fall into the toilet. And when I rush out to ask the barista to borrow some rubber gloves with which to fish them out, my pants are always still down around my ankles. And I'm running for president. Did you know that since primordial times, certain columns of open air were predestined to become elevator shafts? Did you know that all the restaurant fare in the world is secretly prepared in a single underground kitchen and sent to every restaurant kitchen on the surface through a network of pneumatic tubes? Did you know that if you spread your arms out wide and spin around really fast for a really long time and suddenly hold your head still with your hands, you can see all of history at once? These and more are the mysteries I store in my mind and that I'll be sharing even more of with my friends when I become president of them. I'll sign legislation like I'm trying to find the sea with a cinder block on the bottom of a glass-bottom boat. Picture a giant bowl of Caesar salad shot out of a Civil War-era cannon, chunks of crouton biting huge holes in the enemy's meadows, veils of topsoil thrown up to the height of the clouds, Cavalry officers clotheslined by strips of romaine. These are how I'll do things in general. Like a shadow swinging a briefcase heavy with evidence, en route to sue into oblivion the thing that casts it, in the great unbribable outdoor courtroom of the sun, I'll shoulder a golden boulder the size of the moon to the same needle eye in the Bible rich people aren't supposed to be able to ride camels through and I'm running for president. At the dawn of my inauguration, I'll pin a permanent declaration, changing out all the diaper-changing stations in the bathrooms of casual restaurants during Halloween, because those things are usually white or off-white, and when you walk in for a second, they look like elongated, wall-clinging ghosts, and people are already scared enough as it is. The Truth About Wizards A lot of books recently have been written about how magic is real and some children are born with its powers, 
In such stories, they only need to be whisked off to some magic academy and trained to use those powers. Then, after a few quaint tribulations, they're heroes. Then they live on as wizards in a magical world, or as wizards masquerading as normal people in an unmagical reality, perhaps using magic here and there to save either the real world or the wizard world, but always from something at least as equally magical, but evil. If you happen to be a fan of such stories, I'm sorry. That's not at all how it works. In the real world, everyone is a wizard without knowing it, and all children attend wizard academies without being told that's what they are. And there's no big unveiling where you finally learn you're a wizard and start doing magic. You just never find that out. You're raised by wizard parents who you don't know are wizards. You attend a wizard school that you don't know is for wizards. And everything you learn is magic, but you do not recognize it as such. You live your whole life as a wizard who does not know they are a wizard in possession of powers you do not recognize as magic. The moment you believe you can actually do magic or that magic is real, you're kicked out of wizard school and your powers are stripped and you're forced to live the rest of your life knowing magic is real, but that you're not a wizard anymore and that all the other people who don't know magic is real remain real wizards. Okay, Mark Leidner, Mark Leidner, returning the sword of the stone. I hope you liked it. Please go and get the book. I'm going to put uh, the link to Phonograph Editions in the show notes. Thanks so much to Dave Burr, my number one guy, Dave Burr, for editing this podcast, and to Mark, Mark Leidner, for the reading. What a great gang of writers, narrators, engineers, artists, and publishers, and even some cool agents from time to time, helping out, kicking around those agents. Um, as always, Talking Book is an indie audiobook recording studio and publisher in Asheville, NC. We make audiobooks for university presses and small publishers. We even did a couple for Penguin Random House a couple times. Uh, but we also publish a handful of our own titles each year when we can manage it. So please check us out at thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. If you want to be on the show, do a reading from your new book. Hit me up. My name is Chris Hartram. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a great day. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I Door was passing over, and the window.